Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. All right, welcome to Morning Shot. It's Ahmad and Ryan with you. What you've just heard there are sounds made by rats. Well, you might have seen a video that's made its rounds on social media lately where a rat was seen lying on its side on a food tray at Tang's Market, twitching and moving its legs. Yes, this happened to a 16-week pregnant woman and her family. They were having lunch at a food court when her daughter fell Liquid dripping on her hand <laughs> before a rat fell from the ceiling onto her food tray. Oh, Can you imagine that in mind? Has that ever happened to you before? Something like that? I don't least. want to imagine something as strange as that, but I have lived in the rat capital of the world, New York City, where I experienced rat in my apartment. We were cutting some cheese and the rat just appeared and I jumped onto the counter. All right, fortunately <laughs> for me, I don't have anything similar to talk about. All right, well, this latest incident really makes you wonder, doesn't it? How common is it to find rats in our urban environment? And what can we do to get rid of a rat infestation problem? Well, for more insights, we're joined by Nicole Zasinski-Singh, who's a managing director at Killam Pest. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All right, Nicole, first things first, uh, I just mentioned that my experience living in New York, seeing rats all over the place. How common is it to find rats within our buildings here in Singapore? And what exactly is it that attracts these rodents into our urban skyscrapers? So in Singapore, it's common to find rats in buildings just because, as you mentioned, it's very urbanized and a densely populated country. We've seen rats in all kinds of commercial buildings including shopping malls, office towers, hotels, industrial buildings, factories, warehouses. You name it, there's probably some presence of rat or rodent activity. Yeah, I think we've all come across it somewhere. Um, We know that rats don't exactly have a good reputation. They can spread disease. Give us an idea how serious it is when you've got rats around, especially in areas where we eat and live. So rats can transmit diseases to humans, such as the plague, salmonella, and rabies. And obviously, if you're down with one of these diseases, the symptoms can vary from nausea to fever to chills. It wouldn't be a very pleasant experience. Presently, under the control of vectors and pesticides, rats are actually considered as vectors. So this means that they are capable of transmitting diseases to humans. This can happen either through bites, ingestion of contaminated food or water. All right, let's take a step back here. What are some of the telltale signs if a place is facing an issue of rat infestations? Are there signs we can look out for that perhaps are otherwise easily missed? Absolutely. So fortunately or unfortunately, with a rat infestation, there are a number of signs. Firstly, if you see the presence of rats during the day, it's an indication that there is a rat infestation because rats are um, traditionally nocturnal creatures, so they only should come out at night. If you see them during the day, it means that there's definitely a presence of rats. So some of the other signs that one can spot are normarks. Rats have sharp incisors that are constantly growing, so they need to be constantly gnawing in order to keep those incisors from growing too long. We've got 
droppings and the presence of a strong urine odor is another sign. So rat droppings are typically one to two centimeters. They're shiny, black, soft, look a little bit like a banana. We started with uh, the sounds of rats basically, you know, clawing. So at night, um, it's easy to hear them running, fighting amongst themselves or clawing at spaces. Finally, rodents actually have oily fur. So when their bodies come into contact with surfaces, grease marks or smear marks are left on walls, countertops and so on. So if you've got that already happening, Nicole, what is, I suppose, the first step you should be doing besides calling the pest control? The most important thing is, I think we need to take a step back and see what actually attracts rodents to buildings. Rodents, like most pests, are attracted to buildings because buildings provide them with food, water and shelter. If we look at each of these sources, we need to take steps to reduce the availability of food, water and shelter for rats. So this can be done even before engaging a pest control company. For example, if you want to reduce or eliminate food and water sources, you need to take steps that are, you know, it's not rocket science. It's a lot of it is just common sense, good housekeeping. So, you know, you need to make sure that rubbish bins are properly covered, emptied on a regular basis. Any food waste or garbage is bagged, tied and properly disposed of. You need to make sure that food is stored the right way. So in airtight containers, at least 15 centimeters above the ground. Maintaining the cleanliness of kitchens, drains, gully traps, that's a no-brainer. In terms of eliminating the shelters and entry points, so rodents are, based on their biology, they're very flexible creatures. So they can squeeze into even the tiniest of spaces. So you want to get rid of unwanted boxes, crates, newspapers. Um, these are, you know, a favorite source of food for rodents. You need to properly inspect storage areas, seal up any potential entry points, cover entry points by placing air curtains or plastic screens, installing self-closing doors. These are all part of the structural management of a property. All right, so lots that homeowners can do to try and restrict the movement of rats. But worst case scenario erupts and they have no other choice but to call a pest control expert in. Want to hear what you guys typically do when you swoop into a case of rat infestation? Most professional companies will follow the integrated pest management principles, which is essentially a long-term strategy that utilizes a combination of tactics and treatment methods to reduce pests to a more tolerable level. It's not possible to completely eliminate them, so we try and reduce the population as much as we can. The first step is to identify and confirm that there is a presence of rat activity. This is done through thorough inspection, which assesses the severity of the infestation, identifies the species of rats, because different species of rats, as well as mice, have different ways of treating. We also need to look at where they're coming from, where any potential nests are found. The treatment methods definitely depend on the location and severity of an infestation. If we're treating, let's say, a building, the entire building, then we would usually place bait stations around the parameter of the building. If we feel that the infestation is more severe, we would place 
bait stations around the parameter and the boundary of the property. So usually that would be around the fencing. If there's still a presence of rodents if the infestation is severe, then we would create the third defensive line, which is internal trapping. So traps would be laid on the inside of the building. In terms of the use of rodenticides or, as people might call them, poison, rodenticides cannot be used indoors because if there are false ceilings, if there's trunking, if a rodent dies inside, you know, somewhere deep inside the building that is not very accessible, it will cause a really bad smell, a really bad odor, and attract other pests to the carcass. So internally, the only thing that we can do is trap, use monitoring bait to determine whether where the rodent movement is. This will allow us to identify the source. Yeah, we hear a lot about rats, um, how they're responsible for so many things and blame them for quite a lot. So you've handled many cases. What do you say are some of perhaps the misconceptions that people normally might have about managing rats? So I think one of the misconceptions is that people think that you can handle it on your own. Um, You could, you know, if you're dealing with a single rat or a few rats, you could try and catch it yourself. However, in terms of a longer term strategy, you need the expertise of a professional pest control company. You need to take a look at the biology of rodents. They're actually very intelligent creatures. So they can adapt to different environments. They even have problem solving skills. And it's these skills, these characteristics that make rodents have actually fear new things. So, for example, if you place a bait in the middle of a rat's runway, it will stop. It will not really entertain the trap. It will establish a new travel pattern. So this makes it even more difficult to deal with rats because they avoid traps. They avoid baits. All right, Nicole, that's a fantastic overview of how we can handle a rat infestation scenario. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. We've been in conversation with Nicole Zisinski-Singh, who's the Managing Director at Killam Pest, a pest control service here in Singapore. How common is it to find rats in our urban environment? What steps can we take to mitigate a potential rat infestation scenario? She helped us answer all of those questions and more. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.